Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, March the 29th, and my mission continues to want to serve the people of Cumberland North, to build unity and trust, to influence legislation and public policy for the greater good, to educate and build capacity, promoting our people and our area, building a world-class healthcare system and improving population health. That is my mission. That is what I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Last week in politics, I attended virtually, of course, the Commonwealth Parliamentary Forum on Climate Change, preparing for Glasgow COP26. It was held over three days, and it was based out of the United Kingdom. I participated with many other parliamentarians and legislators from around the world on this topic of climate. And I look forward to working on this very important topic well into the future. On Monday, I presented the MLA Strategic Plan for Cumberland North to the Rotary Club of Amherst. On Tuesday, I was back in the legislature and we're all taking turns during this hybrid model of the legislature. And last week, I went down to Halifax and worked um, from Halifax for the week. On Tuesday, I was proud to table a bill that I've been working on entitled the Maritime Pandemic Health Strategy. I believe that a maritime regional approach to this pandemic would benefit us all, including us here in our border community. This will take a collaborative approach, putting the needs of the people ahead of political games. I'm looking forward to encouraging a spirit of cooperation between our maritime premiers and our chief medical officers of health. The plan that I presented on Tuesday must comply with all applicable federal legislation, including the Canada Health Act and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I did have an interview with CBC regarding the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border and called upon the three maritime premiers to work together to develop one maritime pandemic strategy. Also on Tuesday, I presented my speech in reply to the throne speech. I spoke and gave a speech on behalf of the people of Cumberland North, really focusing in on sharing what it has been like for the people living here in Cumberland North and especially here in our border community over the last year. It's a long speech, close to one hour, and I try to really honor the people that live here. If you want to watch, you can see the speech on my Facebook page. It's Again, it's a long one, so you can grab a glass of pop and have a view. Wednesday was the NDP opposition day, and our party held late debate. And the topic we chose was, therefore, be it resolved that providing universal access to regular, reliable, publicly funded mental health and addiction support will make Nova Scotia a healthier, better place to live. And our party held debate on this topic late Wednesday. Thursday was budget day and the governing party, the Liberal Party, tabled a Nova Scotia provincial budget. As suspected, there was a significant deficit of $705 million, so about three quarters of a billion dollars, and a projected deficit next this upcoming year of $584 million. There was no plan tabled to rejuvenate the economy, and we will be sharing ideas on this from our party in the coming uh, future. 
I was disappointed that the government is continuing to keep the Cobbequid Pass tolls in place, even though there is a significant surplus revenues in the Western Alignment Corporation, which is responsible for the tolls. This is a direct show of disrespect to the people that live north of the tolls who do not feel a part of Nova Scotia. The tolls are a symbol of separation, and I will continue to advocate for the removal of these tolls, which unfairly place an extra tax onto the people and the businesses here in Cumberland North. On Friday, we began budget estimates, and budget estimates is 40 hours of examination of the budget by opposition parties. We can ask any question we want in any of the government departments. On Friday, first up, it goes in alphabetical order, was with the Minister of Agriculture, and I did have a period of time where I was able to ask questions on behalf of Cumberland North, and I asked several questions, including questions around the beef industry, as well as food security and increase of local food production. I asked the Minister for financial supports for capital costs of physical barn structures, as well as greenhouses for year-round food production. And I look forward to working with the Department to improve our agricultural industry here in Cumberland North. This past weekend, I read over 100 written submissions to Law Amendments Committee. I responded to messages as well as emails, many related to problems that people were experiencing over the weekend with access to health care services. Also an issue that happened this past weekend was another power outage in downtown Amherst. It's very frustrating. It actually brought back memories when I owned businesses in the downtown. It's incredibly frustrating for business owners uh, trying to run a business with, with, you know, continual loss of power. Uh, In fact, this was the second Saturday this month that businesses in downtown Amherst lost electrical power. So I did contact Nova Scotia Power. I asked them to please make it a priority to get a crew out as quick as possible. They assured me that they were doing that. And then they did follow up and shared with me that the cause of the outage on this past Saturday was due to a plow that had made contact with one of the guy wires, which caused a conductor to slap together. Nova Scotia Power, quote, planned to install a new piece of equipment called a recloser on Monday today so long as the weather cooperates. And they are hopeful that this will cut down on future future outages in our area. So I did ask to meet with them in the future, probably will be the end of April, to follow up to discuss, again, how we can uh, reduce the number of frequent power outages in, our, in Cumberland North in general, but especially downtown Amherst. In the past, I will say my meetings with Nova Scotia Power Management did produce some good results. For example, some of our manufacturing plants in the industrial park were having frequent power outages, and we we met and discussed that, and they did come to Amherst and made some, some significant infrastructure improvements, and the manufacturing plants did tell me that they have had less power outages there. After Hurricane Dorian, I also met with Nova Scotia Power to review the standards of vegetation management, which many believe, including myself, had been sorely neglected in recent years. Much of the power loss after Hurricane Dorian was due to trees that had fallen on power lines. And many of those trees, not all, but many of those trees are trees that should have been trimmed in earlier years. 
It is Nova Scotia Power's responsibility to maintain safe clearance around their electrical wires for the health of the electrical system. If you see a tree on or near wires, please call Nova Scotia Power 1-800-428-6230. Again, it's 1-800-428-6230. And Nova Scotia Power have a responsibility to keep a clearance of 10 feet from their power lines. So if you, again, see any trees that are not cleared within 10 feet, uh, please give them a call so that they can send out a work crew. I am grateful to Nova Scotia Power work crew, uh, especially our local work crew, uh, for their dedication. However, I am very well aware of the significant reduction that Nova Scotia Power as a corporation has made over the years with the reduction of staffing and that places an extra burden on those staff that are left to try to keep up with the demands of the area. Nova Scotia Power does have a responsibility to ensure infrastructure is updated and is strong to prevent unnecessary power outages. They also have a responsibility to complete ongoing vegetation management, trimming of trees. There is absolutely nothing wrong with us as residents and business owners of this area to expect less power outages. If frequent power outages upsets you, please send me an email outlining your complaint. I would like to include uh, as many residents and business owners as possible in include that with my formal letter to Nova Scotia Power this week, asking them to address infrastructure weaknesses in our area that lead to too many power outages. My email address is Elizabeth dot smith hyphen mccrossan at novascotia.ca and if you'd like to get that from my office feel free to give uh, my assistant a call my office phone number is 902-661-2288 this week in politics monday starts with a full day of law amendments committee my colleague MLA Tori Russian from Cumberland South will be sitting in for John Lohr with me tomorrow and we'll be hearing live presentations from the public for bills that have passed second reading and are on their way to committee of the whole. The bills before law amendments committee Monday are bill number one the police identity management act bill number four the biodiversity act bill number nine crown lands act amended and Bill Number 23, the Adoption Records Act. The remainder of my week will be the hybrid sitting of the legislature, which I'm able to do from right here in Amherst. And it's scheduled from 1 p.m. till midnight each day of this week. Daily business will occur, which will include four hours of budget estimates each day. Wednesday will also be a second day of Law Amendments Committee, which John, Lore and I will be attending on behalf of the PC Caucus. Law Amendments Committee needed to be extended this week due to the highly contentious bill, the Biodiversity Act, Bill Number 4, which has received a lot of attention province-wide. Personally, I've received close to 2,000 emails and messages regarding this particular bill alone since it was first introduced. The bill as first introduced, allows government to take away control of private land. This has been met with significant conflict province-wide and is seen by many as a violation of landowners' rights and freedoms. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from the public about this bill, 
both today, Monday, as well as Wednesday. Pandemic update, the vaccine. Everyone wants to get their COVID-19 vaccine. We have unfortunately had several system challenges here in Nova Scotia with phone lines and websites going down as people have been trying to book their vaccine. I will say last week did seem to be a much smoother week. I only really received a couple of complaints last week, and it was more from people who are upset that Nova Scotia is one of the only provinces that is not giving special priority to people with significant high-risk medical issues. So our PC caucus did share those concerns during question period with Premier Rankin last week. There are vaccine clinics held right here in Amherst at both the Amherst Center Mall as well as the Amherst Pharmacy, And then some of our physicians will be starting to give the vaccine next week here in Amherst as well. You do, do need to schedule your vaccine either online or by phone, but I am very happy to say that it is available here in Cumberland North. Some of my colleagues around the province have residents traveling up to three and a half hours just to receive their vaccine. So although we'd love to have it in every community in Cumberland North, I am happy that at least we do have it uh, right here in our constituency. In Nova Scotia, as of Sunday evening, Nova Scotia has 25 active cases of COVID-19 and two persons were announced on Sunday. Nova Scotia has one person in hospital. In New Brunswick, as of Sunday evening, they have 114 active cases of COVID-19, and the majority of those cases are in Zone 4, which is in northern New Brunswick, neighboring Quebec. Zone 4 is in what they refer to as the red zone, where no one is supposed to enter or leave their area except for essential purposes. New Brunswick has six, person, uh, six persons identified as new cases on Sunday and has five persons in hospital and one in ICU. I would like to send birthday greetings and anniversary greetings to anyone who is celebrating this week, including on Monday, we have Mary Bristol. On Tuesday, we have Sharon Desbars and Charlene Moore, as well as Mr. Ivan Dubar. On Wednesday, Dave Brown and Tracy Ott. On Thursday, Velda Lee Frum and Amy Camo are celebrating birthdays. On Friday, Jessica Allen. She used to teach my daughter skating lessons, beautiful skater. And Dave Matthews celebrating on Friday. And then on Saturday, we have our head librarian, Denise Corey, celebrating a birthday, as well as an incredibly special woman, teacher, former teacher of mine, Shirley White from Pugwash. So anyone else celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week, uh, please accept my greetings and best wishes. I would like to send my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the families of Raymond or Ray Gallant, Larry Allen Jollymore, Marion Shirley Barnes, Jenny Laverne Mass, Annie Janita Scopey, and Christine Elizabeth, more known as Beth Moore. And I was really sad to see the passing of Beth Moore. She was my neighbor growing up in Linden, and I want to send a special sympathy to her three sons that uh, I knew very well growing up in our small community of Linden. I would like to thank CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with a weekly constituency MLA update. 
Again, I'm going to share uh, the similar message that I shared last week at the end of my update, and that is when someone is suffering in our communities, uh, we're all affected and we're all touched. And as a reminder in the community of Tidnish, we do have a family that's going through a challenging year, a challenging time due to a medical diagnosis. And our community of Tidnish has stepped up to help Teresa Irving and her partner, Steve Logia. If you'd like to help, please contact Tanya Tuttle-Camo and visit the online auction that Tanya has set up and done so much work to, to help uh, on Facebook. You can bid on donated items or you can uh, donate an item yourself to this auction and all proceeds will be given to this family. Thank you uh, so much to Tanya Tuttle-Camo and thank you to our amazing community for reaching out and supporting um, this family at a time of, of need. Together, we can always accomplish more. And certainly in my role as your MLA, I can do so much more when you work with me and when I work with you. So please, if there's anything I can do in our communities to make our communities a better place to live, please reach out to me. My office phone number is 902-661-2288. Some things we can fix right away. There, we can get solutions in place. Other things might take some time. But if we don't at least try, and if we don't all work together and move in the same direction to accomplish goals, to make our communities a better place to live and work, then, it, then we will not be able to achieve all that we desire. So work with me, contact me if there's anything I can do to work with you to improve our communities. We all have the ability to make an impact, each and every single person, including you. Please take care of yourself and take care of others.